Welcome to the Mind Your Body podcast. My name is Jenny Helms, and I'm an emotional eating coach and marriage and family therapist. I help people address the roots of their disordered eating and body image issues. I'm Lisa Perkins, owner of Primal Transformations. I'm a certified personal trainer and precision nutrition coach. I use a paleo framework to help clients transform their health, body, and life. The Mind Your Body podcast is all about empowering you to live your best life. We aim to grow a community of empowered women who are ready to transform their health and lives using a real approach that is all about getting back in touch with ourselves and not fueled by self-loathing. This journey requires a healthy dose of humor, perspective, and self-compassion. Our goal for this podcast is to help you achieve sustainable results that you get to keep. Please remember, the following podcast is not intended to be a substitute or implied to be medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with your healthcare provider when making changes to your diet and lifestyle. Welcome to the show. This is the Mind Your Body podcast, episode number five, Mindset for Success. How are you? Pretty good. Good. I'm excited about our conversation today. Me too. Yeah. And we're, you know, I know the listeners can't necessarily see this, but we're in a different location this time, and it is. It has AC and yeah, it's super nice. So yeah, yeah. So I'm digging so that. We're upgrading our digs here a little <laughs> bit. So yeah. So I guess um, what we thought that we would talk about today is how to get your mind right in terms of your goals and how to implement consistently without feeling overwhelmed mm-hmm. or stressed or frustrated. You know, all the time you're gonna have some of those feelings, but. How to set yourself up to make this as easy as possible. Yeah. And to have a realistic like mm-hmm. mindset for the journey of mm-hmm. it versus it being the mindset that I think is really common in the diet industry where it's like, all right, I'm going to do all the things mm-hmm. for this many days to lose this amount of weight. And then mm-hmm. what? Like right. what's after that? There's right. really, our brains are so clued into that. Yeah. Like they know we have those numbers or those goals set up. And either they have this like perfectionistic mindset that mm-hmm. we have to get this thing and either we're, we're successful at it or not. And even mm-hmm. if we are successful, it doesn't really train us to live that way. It doesn't right. really train us in the process mm-hmm. of eating healthy and living life that way. Right. So. so I think, you know, one of the things that Jenny and I were discussing before we recorded is that the underpinnings of this is that first of all, we have to really be clear on why we are embarking on a change in our life. Like, do you want to feel better? Do you feel like you will feel, you know, stronger, more comfortable in your skin? Do you have an autoimmune condition? Whatever that may be, you need to get clear on why you're doing it because the reality is that it's less convenient to try to be healthy in this modern world than it is to just do the standard American thing. We would be remiss by not admitting that. It is a little more work. It's more effort. You have to plan ahead a little bit. You have to strategize in order to make healthier decisions. What's out there, it's set up not to make us healthier. That's understatement. Right. And it has to be a priority. And to make it a priority in your mind, it has to be worth it. Right. right? And so that's what we're talking about Mm -hmm. is what are your big reasons behind wanting to lose weight or wanting to get to whatever weight goal 
you have. Um, and even, you know, digging deeper than that, like say you do want to feel strong mm-hmm. or you do want to feel comfortable in your skin. Why is that important to you? And right. digging really deep into like, okay, why is this foundationally mm-hmm. part of me like living in alignment with like who I want to be right. in this world? Absolutely. You know, one of the questions that I ask um, prospective clients, you know, when we're doing a consultation, I always ask them, you know, I let them tell me about some of the things that they've been struggling with or that they've found challenging or the things that they want to change in their life. So after they've laid that all out to me in pretty specific detail, mm-hmm. you know, how they would like to feel and how they want their life to be different, I ask them on a scale of one to 10, how committed are you to making this happen? Right. And, you know, there have been a number of times where I hear a number that's like seven. Mm-hmm. And that's really interesting. It's, and it's interesting for them as well because they're kind of shocked. They're like, after all of the litany of reasons that I've just laid out to you, well, no wonder I haven't achieved this because I'm not very committed. And that could be because you have other things. While this may be a priority, it's not your top priority right, right now. Mm-hmm. And what I will say to someone like that who is in that seven, I mean, to be honest, if you're not kind of at a nine or a 10, it's probably not the time for us to work together. And I don't mean a nine or a 10 in terms of how committed are you to being perfect. It's how committed are you to engaging in this process Yeah, and okay. staying, you know, in dialogue yes. on, on the process. If you realize, Oh my gosh, at the end of this conversation, I really am. I'm at a six or a seven. That should be very liberating for mm-hmm. you to realize, you know what? I thought this was a priority for me. It isn't. I can go live my life instead of thinking I'm kind of half-heartedly doing the work. Right. Right? And that's where, oh my gosh, we get to decide Mm -hmm. when and if this is ever a priority for us. And is that pain point big enough to take the steps needed in this modern environment? Right. And yes, we have a ton of shortcuts you know, for eating healthier and for setting ourselves up to make this as easy as possible. Yeah, we have all of that. That said, it's still less convenient than getting a Stouffer's lasagna. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I, mean, I, think, I mean, it is. And I think you you definitely highlighted the point of, of asking ourselves those questions because mm-hmm. I think that, you know, some of what we talked about earlier was that there's this lack of awareness that mm-hmm. we have. And all humans have it. We have it in all areas of our lives where we'll kind of lie to ourselves in little ways or we don't realize where our priorities are in life. And so something that's really helpful about the work that we do with clients Mm -hmm. is really offering that space for them to become more aware and Mm -hmm. conscious of these things and to ask those questions Mm -hmm. of themselves. Cause we don't like, I don't think we naturally walk around in society and we're like, Hey, let me, let me ask myself why I chose, you know, the lime, whatever over the orange one, you know, like we just, we don't ask these questions right. to ourselves on a yeah. daily basis, but they're so important for us right. living a conscious life. Right. Yeah. And that's really what this journey is about is figuring out why do I do what I do? Mm-hmm. You know, once we sort of can figure out our patterns and our proclivities, our preferences, just get to know ourselves a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, we can make this journey pretty jo- joyful. Absolutely. surprisingly joyful. And that's the part that I think, you know, Jenny and I both want to get across is that 
we have to figure out, you know, the adjustments that will make healthier eating, going to bed on time, getting some movement in your life work for you in the context of your actual life. Mm -hmm. That means that we cannot give a one size fits all template. Mm -hmm. Yes, we can give guidelines and give you considerations, parameters, you know, for sure. But then we're going to help you tweak and adjust that. So, okay, well, this is the best day or days to do meal prep for my family. We augment with some frozen vegetables because, you know, we're a little more busy or we get a meal delivery service every once in a while. Whatever it is, that understanding that there are all kinds of shortcuts, but dialing it back to that 10,000 foot view, you have to make sure that you're connected with why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. That, that this is, I am worth feeling better. And that's one of the things that we were discussing earlier before we recorded is it's, it's hard to tell someone that feeling so much better, just physically, your brain function is so much more worthwhile than eating the donut. Mm-hmm. You it's, know, it's hard because it, it is, is hard. It isn't that like super quick. Right. I see these results. I feel right. these results immediately. Kind of thing, right? Um, and we also talked about like you know making this more tangible. Like we've we've done the work where we see the long term mm-hmm. benefits, right? But you know, for me, I think one of the things that really opened my eyes was mm-hmm. when I first found out I couldn't have gluten, mm-hmm. and it was for me because I was I was having some really terrible digestive right. issues, right? And so that was immediate. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. was lucky in yeah. a weird way. So I was lucky enough to like have that happen sure. to me. Mm-hmm. To where I started to realize the impact food had on me. Yeah. That being said, I don't think a lot of people see that instantaneous. They don't. It's not an instantaneous thing for a lot of people where they see it or feel it, mm-hmm. or they may be really disconnected to their body yeah. so much that they don't even realize that their digestive issues or their acne or mm-hmm. their feeling of brain fog is connected to how they're right. eating. So, yeah. but but yeah, but how important it is that those things are. So worth it because yeah, any day I will say no to right, anything with right. gluten in it. No, I I agree that for those of us that have kind of more um, immediate feedback, it is a gift. I think. So we're that, that said, I have a number of clients that don't have a gluten sensitivity mm-hmm. or dairy sensitivity or whatever that start to eat, you know, more nutrient dense foods, more vegetables, more high quality protein. That they do with, I would say, within a week for sure. Start feel better. They yeah. do. They feel better. Their energy is more constant. Their sleep is deeper. Their brain is clearer. Yes. And but they have that's to make it that week. You know what I for mean? For sure. No, that's that it. Hour You're right. That, you know, that day. Yes. It yes. Takes some time. Yeah. So. so I think one of the things that we wanted to talk about today is okay. So our brains are not really good at hanging on to this big why, like in every moment throughout the day. You know, we're in the office break room or we're at the social gathering, you know, it's, we don't have a poster board in our back pocket with affirmations, you know, reminding us about why this is worth it to not have the thing. And that's why we get strategic mm-hmm. with the nuts and bolts. That's why we prepare food yep. in advance. Absolutely. That's why, especially in the beginning, when we're working with people, we're really recommending that you have alternative snacks with you. Yep. You know, beef jerky and apples and, you know, a clean protein bar or whatever, nuts, whatever it happens to be that 
you're arming yourself. Yep. So that you're not out in the world unprotected, kind of like you're a little more at um, the mercy of your whims. Right. And we and we know in the brain science yeah. that our environments impact us so so much. Yeah. You know, not only our physical environment but our mm-hmm. social environment. For sure. So being prepared is yeah. huge. Like yeah. having meal prep and having those snacks. Yeah. Um, and then at home, I mean, doing the things you can do because I know that obviously at work you can't control that right. like food environment, so yeah. to speak. But you know, at home you can. Right? Yeah. So like knowing that, like if you take things out of there, um, especially while you're starting this mm-hmm. journey, that yeah that's going to set you up for success. Right. And yeah. having, and that's knowing key. that like, you know, there may be, it is kind of tough transitioning into maybe eating different foods around people. I know that, you know, when I, I eat different foods around people, if they don't know me and they don't know my lifestyle, sometimes people say things and sometimes mm-hmm. there's weird comments and mm-hmm. sometimes it feels a little isolating. Um, but I, but I've come to a point where I, I really embrace um, what I'm eating and try to mm-hmm. kind of like, I guess reframe it in my mind where I'm not feeling so isolated and just kind of actually introduce it to people because yeah. sometimes it's just such a powerful thing for people to see a healthy example mm-hmm. just because I think a lot of people they're secretly like oh I kind of wish I was eating like that and yeah. in a sense I mean obviously in the moment they're probably like yum yum this pizza but like yeah. there's a lot of people that for get sure. a lot from being around people who set those good examples so yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it kind of went on a tangent there, but your environment yeah. is just very, very powerful. Yeah, it absolutely is. But one of the things that we talk about is the ultimate goal is to not to have food perfection. Mm-hmm. That is not the goal. The ultimate goal is to be able to bring back mindful indulgences yeah. to kind of be a food snob a little bit to determine, okay, is this worth any potential fallout or maybe not getting the results that I wanted? you know, for a couple of days, whatever. And if it is, then really owning it and enjoying the heck out of it, not feeling guilty. You know, again, a question that I always encourage people to ask is, how, how will I feel about this decision in an hour? You know, will I feel proud of this decision or will I feel kind of disappointed in myself? And that's a really powerful matrix and it's not one that requires a, you know, complex decision making. But that said, in the beginning, one of the things that you pointed out is that it can be helpful to kind of have, okay, these are foods I'm not bringing in right now because mm-hmm. I'm not in a place where I can be mindful and enjoy this piece of cake, you know, really savor it, not feel guilty. I'm maybe not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. And the goal is to make this as easy on you as possible. Right. To make it is not overwhelming. And so if you're constantly tempting yourself and you're not really kind of ready for that, you're not doing yourself any favors. And, you know, that's I see that with my clients. I know that was true for me for a long time that, okay, I don't eat sugar and I don't eat a lot now, but I can bring it in a little bit, you know, in a paleo treat or whatever once in a while. And it's not a thing. Yeah. But in the beginning, it would have been a trigger right. for me. It would have, it would have had an emotional cascade and who knows, I wouldn't have felt good about it. It wouldn't have led to good things. And the other thing that we have to consider is that we are kind of changing our palate. Yeah. You know, when we're shifting over to whole foods that aren't filled with, you know, flavor enhancing chemicals and all of that, 
the more you bring in that kind of food, the less real food is going to taste good to you. Right. So again, set yourself up to make this as easy on yourself as possible. And if you can focus on, you know, steak with baked potato and a delicious salad on the side with some avocado oil based dressing or something like that, it's honestly delicious. Mm -hmm. It's really good. You know, really, really you have to make sure your food tastes good. Yes. You know, if you're trying to eat dry food with no flavorings. It's not very emotionally satisfying. No, we have to be emotionally satisfied with our food. We're not just, you know, physical Robots. animals. No. Right. <laughs> we, we have to, because all that's going to happen is you're going to finish that meal. Yes, you're physically full, but all your brain is doing is scanning the environment for what else can I have and why do they get to have that? And I want the cookie or the ice cream, you know. Yeah. Gosh, if you sat there and ate this amazing meal that, you know, Again, it doesn't have to be difficult to prepare. It's mm -hmm. uh, using the right spices, using a crock pot, using the grill. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just kind of playing with your food. But again, it has to be a priority for you. You know, this is where I get people in the beginning or people that I don't end up working with that argue for all of the reasons that they can't do any of these things. Well, that should be a clue. If, if this is just too much for you to take on, even with shortcuts, you know, again, getting, you know, frozen vegetables and using crock pots, if that is still way too much, then this is where you get to really have a conversation with yourself. Maybe this isn't the right time. Mm -hmm. Maybe this isn't a priority for me. Maybe the pain point isn't strong enough and that's fine. Yes. But to right. be, to, but to be, you know, aware of it and to be honest with yes. ourselves about just where we are in that process. I think that's yeah. like the whole, I guess the whole underlying message of this is integrity, is being is. really conscious about yes. where we're at in this process mm -hmm. and to really look at our process mm -hmm. in it, right? Like, let's not just focus on what we're eating and calories and weight and all of this stuff. I right. think people get so super laser focused on that and they miss the whole point mm -hmm. that we need to be aware of where we're at in this process. Mm -hmm. And when we do make mistakes, right, or mistakes, when we do certain things and certain behaviors to really ask ourselves questions and to get real with it and take mm -hmm. note of it versus just like... Yeah. Be curious. Yeah. Be scientific. Yeah. Okay, what led to me making that choice? Right. Was I not, like you were saying, was I not wanting to be awkward at the barbecue? So I took the macaroni salad because yeah. it was offered to me. Well, maybe next time I'm going to strategize a way to make it less awkward to not take it, right? Yeah. So this is where you get curious about it so that you can start tweaking and optimizing your process versus going into the shame spiral. Mm -hmm. Because when we're in that place, the likelihood of making more decisions that disappoint us are infinitely higher. Yes. So, and well, and I just want to point out that like with your example, mm -hmm. this is a really good arena where you also get to kind of be honest about some of the other things in your life that you maybe need to work on. Like, you know, if you're, if you do have a hard time saying no to people or you're always wanting to kind of please them, so you know, that's another area where like, okay, so I'm struggling with this, not only right. in this area, but kind mm -hmm. of in other areas of my life. So making this transition also means that I've got mm -hmm. to kind of step up right in those ways and mm -hmm. get get real about that so right. I mean the I reality know. is and I'm sure we've said this before and we'll say it again that people care a lot less about what we're eating than we think they do so true right and nine times out of ten even if you're at someone's house for dinner 
their ego is not 100% wrapped up in what whether or not, you know, you eat their bread or whatever. Yeah. That said, how could I, how could we set that up? You know, I have a client who just went on a week long vacation. She was at her mother-in-law's house. She had a really low key conversation with her before she went, you know, we're doing some things differently. You don't have to do anything. I'm bringing, you know, food and I'm going to do some food prep there. We can do some meals together, making it a fun social thing. We can make it an awkward, dramatic thing. Sure we can. Or we can breathe and not make it a thing. Right. You know? Or if we're just like in a random situation in public, we yeah. can just say, no thanks. I'm good. Like yes. that's, that gets to be you a thing. say that? Wow. You know, honestly, for myself, though, I struggled with boundaries a lot. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of my clients do. And boundaries are usually something I cover with, like, yeah, honestly, 99.9% of people I work with. Mm-hmm. And sure. so that's why I'm emphasizing this point that, yeah. like, this is, like, boundaries are a thing that we're just not right. taught. Yeah. And so I think some people do feel like we have to ask permission. And we kind yeah. of culturally will do different yeah. things depending on well, how race. I think that for a lot of people and myself included in the past, I hear the word boundaries and somehow I think of a win lose scenario that mm-hmm. if I am setting a healthy boundary with you, mm-hmm. that somehow I'm creating a barrier yeah. with you mm-hmm. where in reality, there's no, nobody loses. Nobody does. Well, nobody loses. Nobody loses when you're being real and honest with them. Right. 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 I mean, it's like, you don't like, you want to present yourself out in the world. And if you're connecting with people, mm-hmm. it really only feels authentic and like you really belong when you're being real. Cause right. we know that when we're not being so real, true. there's a part of our brain that's like, okay, this person likes who I put out in this world, mm-hmm. but they don't really necessarily right. like yeah. me. Yeah. If somebody so, likes you for whether or not you ate the muffin, their, their muffins, <laughs> then that's then probably maybe something it's else. A, it's older. a red flag yeah. that they might yeah. actually not be right. the safest person to be yeah. friends with. But so. that said, I mean, I am working with a woman right now who there have been some real relational dynamics that have changed because, yeah. you know, that was the activity that she did with her friends was go out and eat yeah. and wasn't healthy. Yeah. eating like that was the thing that they did and when they would get together to do crafting it would be all the baked goods and with her transitioning and I mean she really has transformed her body so it's very obvious she's not preaching right. at them right. and I'm real careful to make sure that people don't do that nobody appreciates that at all right that said people still if they are struggling under the surface themselves they can feel like, you know, you're eating that salad at them, mm-hmm. you know, but that's not yours that to yours. carry, yeah. right? And that's not where we don't have compassion for people. And if they ask us questions, we'll answer the question they're asked, yeah. that we're asked, right? We're not going to preach or proselytize um, to people. That said, hopefully you're in authentic enough relationships where they can evolve you know, along that every, you know, we're always changing as humans. And if we're not, that's probably not ideal. So that we can grow and evolve in that friendship and they can let you do you and you do them and eyes on your own plate, eyes on their own plate. You're not judging their food and you make it very clear. You know, I'm sure you and I both have circumstances where sometimes we'll be out and people will say, Oh, look at what I'm ordering. It's like, I, I have no opinion whatsoever. Yeah. You know, about what you're doing. You're a grown adult. 
I have French fries. And I'm like, you act like I never, ever eat French fries or ever see them. And right. that's, that's not yeah. reality, right? right? But it's, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I love that phrase that you use, eyes on your own plate. I steal that all the time. That's awesome. Because I love it. It's yeah. so true. Yeah. Eyes on your own plate. This is your life your decisions, your body, what you put into it, mm -hmm. it's up to you. Yeah, it really is. And that's a key point is that I think that that's where our rationalizing brain comes in and tries to say, well, I was in this scenario, you know, I was at the bridal shower and everyone was having cake and it would have been weird. You're in control of every single bite that goes in your mouth. Yeah. Full stop. And while that sounds harsh, to me, I find that very empowering. It's very empowering. You know? Once you once you are able to kind of really step into that mm -hmm. and take ownership, yeah. you also get to say, hey, I went to that bridal shower mm -hmm. and I chose to have that cake because right. it looked amazing and I yeah. enjoyed it. Yep. And then I stopped and I didn't have like the entire cake, right? right? And so right. once once you're in yeah. that space, obviously, right. again, like we said earlier, in the beginning, usually usually that's tougher to do. Yeah. Usually it's very For tough sure. and you'll know when you're ready to kind of adventure out in that area where you're doing more like occasional mindful eating mm -hmm. and the fact that like you can eat like a few bites of cake and mm -hmm. not have to eat the whole cake right and that you're really involved in that process yeah and, yeah again that's a later on thing but it, it is a later on thing but where it starts where that practice starts is slowing down with the food that you are eating mm -hmm. savoring the food enjoying like literally thinking i am nourishing my body I deserve this food. You know, I was talking to a client today who is in a place where she doesn't feel like she deserves to eat anything because she's got this amount, you know, of weight that she feels she has to lose. So she feels almost, there's this antagonistic relationship, even with a plate of healthy food. Right. She feels like she should just starve herself. It's that angry place that is simmering in mm -hmm. a lot of people. But it's interesting how simultaneously in her head at the same time, she's frustrated and feeling cheated because she's not having the fried chicken or whatever else, you know, it is that, you know, she would have eaten in the past. And so this is where we're taking a really deep breath and saying, okay, this is the food I prepped. I'm staying right here in this moment. I'm yes. totally overthinking. I'm dramatizing and emoting about this. Eat the food. Yes. Enjoy the food. Eat the food. Move on yes. with my day. Yes. We have to bring it back to this moment. What's my best choice in this moment? Maybe I didn't make a great choice at breakfast. We don't have to wait till Monday. Right. We don't have to wait till right. the next 30-day cycle. No, your next opportunity, you know, what represents an improvement for me? Is this nourishing for me? Am I hungry? Mm -hmm. right yeah. like actually asking, yeah. getting in tune with your body yep. this is about getting connected to your body and respecting yourself not denying yourself amen and I, I love that like you brought up that deserving and worthy kind of example because mm -hmm. I think that so many people struggle with mm -hmm. that in so many different areas and I'll like in the research it shows in like those extreme cases of people who struggle with binge eating especially mm -hmm. Like the more that they punish themselves and they don't feel like they deserve those healthy meals after a binge, like the mm -hmm. next day, okay. the more they're reinforcing those cycles. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that's, I mean, I've seen that in a less extreme example mm -hmm. too, where, you know, if somebody's like punishing themselves, so to speak, for their body or whatever, mm -hmm. like you're setting yourself for the cycle of like 
self-hatred and not feeling mm-hmm. worthy enough. Right. And it's, you're but always it's worthy. You're always yeah. worthy of a healthy, nutritious, delicious mm-hmm. meal. Absolutely. When you're hungry. Absolutely. You are always worthy. I think yeah. that's just like a. And this is where, I mean, you know, people aren't necessarily going to believe us in the beginning. Yeah. And this is where it's like, okay, you don't have to just suspend disbelief. Like for the next three days, you eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. And, you know, these are kind of the basic components of protein, healthy fat, vegetables, you know, some potato or whatever. You are going to eat on a schedule and see how different you you feel. feel. I mean, that's the thing. Pay attention. How does that feel for you? Do you feel satisfied? Was that enough food at breakfast to get you comfortably to lunch? If not, let's tweak breakfast tomorrow. Right. This is how we start learning about what works for us. And if we're eating, if we're hungry for whole foods, our body is hungry. Mm-hmm. Like people are not going to overeat chicken drumsticks, right? Yeah, no, I mean, it's really difficult to do that. And so this is where we're making, there's, yes, there's magic in micronutrients and getting good vitamins in. But Honestly, I think in terms of getting back in relationship with food and body, the magic of whole foods is that our hunger and fullness cues are back in alignment. We can trust them versus this hyper palatable nonsense food that is literally specifically engineered by chemists to override the signals that tell us we're full. You cannot... You're like, I don't know. I ate a whole bag of Doritos and I still I could, could have another one. I, yeah. Or I could eat a half a pint of ice cream or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, it's because we're not, our brain is literally not getting those cues and that is no accident. So how do we get back in alignment? This is how. Eating real food and this is how we make it easier on ourselves. All of the things flow from this. But what we're always saying is, okay, Set yourself up for success by having healthy, delicious food prepared. That is your armor. Yes. Have food with you. If you're going to work, if you're going, you know, whatever, wherever you're going to be, make sure you've got a little cooler of stuff, especially in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Because if you get out and about, you're going to be scared if you have a hunger pain. Mm -hmm. You're not really sure. You know, our typical response is immediately respond to that. You've got food with you. You don't have to stress yourself out. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Am I going to be in the Dairy Queen drive-thru? I don't know. Am I going to, you know, we're not in integrity with ourselves yet. Be okay being a beginner. Yes. Be okay with the fact that you're not going to know all the things or make all the right decisions or feel full and glorious through this whole process. Like that's just not real. No. And, you know, Jenny and I are very honest about the fact that we don't always get it right. No, you know, not. we don't. And, and again, you know, I am always wanting to be very clear that all things being equal, yeah, I don't want to prep food. That's not my first choice. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be, you know, doing all kinds of other things. Mm-hmm. But I know how good it makes me feel. And I wouldn't trade this feeling for the world. That said, I have shortcuts and I know the foods that I enjoy. Yes. I'm not eating foods that I don't like. Right. You know, if you're dreading your meals, you're not doing it right. Right. That's key. It right. really is. And there's so many resources out there. We can give you tons of resources, but oh my gosh, there's just so many recipes and shortcuts for 
you know, crock pot meals. But yep. I mean, in the meantime, bake some chicken thighs, make some ground beef patties, cook some sweet potatoes, roast some broccoli, mm-hmm. make a big salad. Done. Yeah. Like literally that was three days of food that I just said. Yeah. You no, know, cook some eggs in the in the morning. It's just, it really, we overcomplicate this and we do that because when we're in that hiding in drama, we're not, we don't have to do the work. We're still, we're in planning phase. We're going to hide in research and planning and I've got to lay the groundwork and all the stars have to be aligned. Your life is never going to be at a point where, oh, I have nothing else going on. So now I can take this on. No, we have to set this up so that it's going to work in your actual life. Right. You know, for parents out there, most people work, yeah. most people have lots of stuff going on. I don't know anyone who's not busy. Right. I don't know anyone. Well, and meal prep was the only way I made it through grad school, like not gaining 20, 30 pounds. I yeah. know a lot of people have struggled with that, yeah. like with gaining weight through very stressful times. Yeah. And for me, it was actually a time saver because I wasn't like, I just That's had things ready to go. Point, like I, mean, I didn't have to worry about, like a lot of people would go out point. to eat and I was like, I can stay in yeah. paperwork and just like, and go eat my meal and then come back to it. And it was just so easy in that yeah. regard. That being said, we're trying to be real in the fact that like on Sundays when I was first starting to mm-hmm. meal prep, that was tough to get into that mindset, but it was something that was so worth it to yeah. me. Yeah. And now, like, if I miss it and I, I have to kind of reschedule it for later in the right. week, it totally throws off like, yeah. how successful I am that week. And I and I honor that. I'm like, okay, I was traveling this weekend and that's just mm-hmm. kind of, I didn't come in until Monday night and that's okay. That's right. totally okay. Right. And I'm excited to meal prep the next Sunday. Right. But again, so not to get too far into the nitty gritty of meal prepping, but you can make this as fancy and complicated as you want to or as you have time for. Right. I sure don't. I don't plan at all. I mean, I go and buy a variety of proteins, of vegetables, of fresh herbs. I have, you know, organic eggs. I just walk in the kitchen and start cooking. You know, drizzle some olive oil on the broccoli, put it in the oven, cooking some ground beef, cooking some ground turkey or chicken, sauteing some vegetables, make a big salad on the side. If I plan it, if I spend a lot of energy there, I'm already tired. Like, I'm sick of it before I've even started. I don't want to think about it. I just go in there and start making the food. And it's like, I turn on a podcast or, you know, sometimes I'll even turn on Netflix or something, like prop up the laptop. I try to make it as enjoyable as possible. If I'm in there the whole time grousing about how much this sucks, then it will. Yeah. Like, that's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And again, I'm not going to pretend I'm in there, like, you know, whistling with the bluebirds. But I'm just not? in it. I'm just in the zone. Why sometimes <laughs> I am. It's cute. But just do it. And it just becomes part of what you do. This is just what you do. Just like, you know, we always talk about, I don't eat food from the gas station. It's yeah. not a decision or a conversation I have to have in my mind. I prep my food because I eat the food that I make. Yeah. And I have it ready. And it's the, you know, the healthiest option also happens to be the most convenient option. Yes. Like you were saying, that's yes. just pretty cool how that works, that I just make a plate of food, and so do my daughters, and so does my husband. There's food in there. Everybody can decide. I make a huge thing of jasmine rice every week. I don't eat rice. They all do. So everybody can pick and choose from what's in there and make their plate of food and heat it up, and 
You know, we can eat together, we can eat separately, we can take it on the go. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. That doesn't work for some people. Some people want recipes. Amen. More power to you. Come live in my house. (laughs) Come live and cook. Yeah, exactly. It's awesome. But we have to figure out what works for us and what, you know, it's that cost benefit analysis. Mm -hmm. For me, the slightly better taste, Mm -hmm. but it would take me an extra hour Mm -hmm. to do recipes. That's that trade off is not worth it. For other people, it totally is. And that's where we all get to choose. Yes. We're all adults and yeah. we get to decide what's worth it to us. But, but I think that the, you know, to wrap up, I think the thing that we want to really drive home is that it is worth it. Yeah, It's worth it to feel good. It really, two, these are two people that did not feel good for a long time. Yep. We were not always like this. You know, and we're not, it's not perfect now all the time. And that's fine. This doesn't mean, oh, life is just perfect now that we've solved the riddles. You know, we're always evolving too, but there's a lot that's pretty darn easy for us now. Yeah. That's just kind of running in the background. It's not front and center anymore. Right. Wouldn't you agree with that? Right. And I think that there's a lot of factors that, I mean, the diet industry plays into the like be skinny X, Y, Z or whatever. But I think for me, the benefits that have been more fulfilling and rewarding are really just like having my brain, having my energy, feeling good, um, feeling just like empowered. I think Mm -hmm. it's in just the the relationship, the way I've changed my relationship with food. And this is what I say to my clients too. It changes the way that we relate to our lives. Totally. Right. And, and I know it's transformed your life as well. So, yeah. I mean, we're not saying that this is like the magic snake oil or pill or whatever, but because you're doing this journey, if you do this journey and you're really focusing on the process and not just like the weight or trying to get skinny, there will be rewards in other areas of your life. Like it will transform mm-hmm. You, it as will. A person. I mean, it. Ha- this is what happens. Yeah. That's just how it is. Like this would just like just where I'm at in my life, my emotional, mm-hmm. like well being, everything else. Like, and I'm still on that journey. Again, that's what we're saying. We are always going to be on this journey, evolving. Mm-hmm. But this journey is so, 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 so worth it. Yeah, it so really is. It. And so that's what we, just having. You may not believe that 100, percent but that's what we're saying. Just. Dip your toe in this water. It's not like there's no point. There's a point of no return. It's not like, okay, but if I start eating this way, I'll never get a donut again, or I'll never get to go to Burger King again. Really? Because it's like a block away. Yeah. You know, it will probably still be there. It will still be there. Yep, Yep. exactly. And so, so it's letting go, even if that's not a conscious fear, I think that's a subconscious fear that if I embark on this, There's no turning back. And it's like, yeah, this is not an all or nothing, black or white, on the wagon, off the wagon. This is a, I'm going to slowly evolve my life because I deserve to feel better. And if we're honest, I mean, most of us, there's a lot of areas where we really don't feel that good. You know, Mm -hmm. if, if you're just totally tanked on the weekends or all you want to do is watch TV in the evenings, that's the sign. You know, that becomes our new normal, but folks, that ain't normal. Yeah. And it's common, but it's not normal and it's not how we're meant to be. There's a whole other life that's possible and you won't know that until you dip your toe in and start experimenting and playing with this and not being dogmatic, getting out of the judgment phase of it, 
you know, again, it, we just get dramatic about our emotions when it comes to food. And again, we didn't invent that. That has been trained in us by the diet industry that you're either good or you're bad. Right. You're right. on the plan or you're off the plan. Right. God, none of that is real. That is all nonsense is right. a nice way to put it. And that's that's really just reinforcing that yo-yo mm -hmm. cycle that yes, the boomerang. makes no one, it doesn't transform anybody, right? And well, it keeps us feeling, not in a good way. Yeah, it, it keeps us feeling even worse about ourselves yeah. and losing trust with ourselves. Totally. So, I mean, I definitely believe, I mean, we believe in people, like we believe that you have this awesomeness in you and mm -hmm. like that this will be something so great that will bring out even more awesomeness. Like I was thinking about my big why for even doing what I was doing the other day. I was talking with somebody about that. And it's like, because I believe in that in people, I believe that you yeah. have that in you. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know. I think that this is totally worth doing for yourself and it's worth doing. Like our message is worth sharing because I believe that people will transform and become like better in ways they never yeah. even. I will imagine. say it's tricky to do this alone. And that's where, you know, being involved in our community, asking questions, you know, asking for some feedback, remind me what, again, why this is worth it. Yes. We need to be in conversation about this stuff because so many of us are challenged by the same things and we're not talking about it. We're like, oh my gosh, I'm the only one that does this or has felt that way. It's like, likely not. You are so not alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? You it's are like, so not alone. Yeah, yeah. that's... We all, we all struggle. We're wired for that, right? I love Renee Brown. She talks about that. We're all, we yeah. all have our struggles and our strengths. And there's just so much power that comes from connection. Like you yeah. said, like talking about it. We need to talk about it. Let's not eat it. Let's talk about it right. and really get real about yeah. this. And so and that, it is, it's key because we use, food is the fastest way to change our state, our physical and emotional state. And so we've all kind of defaulted to this easy coping tool when so many times we're hungry for something else, something yes. deeper, something more meaningful, but it's like having a child who's exhausted or, you know, needing something else. And all you keep doing is giving them a cookie, mm -hmm. cookie, cookie. That's the only thing. And it's like, you literally didn't give them anything they needed. You have denied their true needs. And that's what we're doing to ourselves when all we're doing is medicating with snacks. Yes. So this is not anything pejorative about snacks. Snacks can be awesome, but let's also give ourselves what we need, whether it's alone time or connection time or fun or joy, you know, that we just need to get clear on what am I using food for? Is there potentially something else that I need right now? So that's what we're, that's what we want to open the conversation about. We covered a lot of ground here today, but these are the topics that matter. Yes, we talk about calories and macros and those are the tools. Mm -hmm. Those are some of the nuts and bolts. Yes, there's science involved with blood sugar regulation and gut health and, you know, yes. inflammation. There's all of that stuff to talk about. But I'll tell you, if you're eating real food, you're sleeping, you're finding some joy and purpose in your life, you're moving your body every day, walking, you don't need to go to PubMed. Mm -hmm. You likely resolved about 80% of whatever is ailing you. Yes. So, and so then true. from there, if you need to, Make little tweaks and adjustments, great, but start with the basics. Don't try to get all fancy with a keto diet and intermittent fasting and HIIT training and and all the things and all the, the supplements and all the things. Recipes. It's like let's get the basics. Yeah, it's not yeah. very sexy, but this is what we need to be talking about. 
you're worth it. You know, we managed to find the mojo to believe just enough that we were worth it to keep going on this journey, even though it wasn't our first choice of the foods to eat. You, it's like the little engine that could. You're like, oh, oh, this is interesting. No, this was possible. What else is possible? So that's kind of cool. Yeah. So just give yourself the benefit of the doubt. Stay in conversation with us. Ask, ask questions. Start a conversation. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. All right. I think that's it for today. See you next time. <laughs>